Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Profit is financially clean, and that's Jeff and I come from that back come from financially clean. And then Good Shepherds is Nigel, Ramon, Rachel, Trey, and Naomi. I think I got them all. Um, and we've been working the last few months to put together a financial literacy program that is targeted directly for you guys. Um, it's been a lot of work. I think we have a great program. We've adjusted and modified it along the way to really serve your needs. But to make this program work is that you guys have to participate. And that's how we've reconstructed a lot to get a lot of participation. And the more you participate, as you'll see, the more you're going to learn. So, um, to pass this class, participation is definitely needed. And I say the word pass very loosely. What I mean to really get, when passing means to really get the best out of this program is to really participate. And there are no wrong or right answers. It's really trying to figure out a plan to help you achieve success in whatever field you, you choose. So this, these are the tools that we want to provide you. And I, I think it's great. And I'm, I'm loving what we put together. So let's go to the the next slide, please, Nigel. Okay, so the program basically consists of five key principles. Everybody knows what an acronym is, right? An acronym is basically letters that represent some overall purpose. So the program is called CLEAN, and for the reason why it's called CLEAN is because every letter represents something. And every letter is what we believe is what makes up um, key components of financial literacy. So the C stands for credit. Who can tell me what I mean by credit? Anybody? Like your credit card? Like your credit card. Exactly. And this all leads to what I cre- call creating generational wealth, right? In this country that we live in the United States, it's hard to be, to obtain wealth. And I can, you know, there's a difference between becoming wealthy and becoming rich. You know, rich, you can sign a contract for $2 million and you're rich. But how do you make that $2 million grow to 4 million, to 6 million? And how are you then you're able to pass it on to your loved ones for them, for them to live off the 2 million, the initial 2 million that you got. And that's called wealth. 
a lot of people in our community can become rich. Like I said, rich can be somebody writes you a check for a million dollars and all of a sudden you become rich. But can you grow that? Can you make it, can you carry it to the next generation? This is what this program is about. You know, because a lot of people have a lot of money passed through hand. I have family members and myself, family members of mine included that really don't know how to carry that money forward or how to make it grow. There's a lot of people that I hear that have got sizable checks in life and don't know what to do with it. As crazy as that sounds, it's the truth. And it's because you haven't been taught how to build and grow that. So credit is something that is necessary in order to really grow and achieve wealth. Let's talk about the next one, learning to live without. Who can tell me what I mean by that? Anybody? Everybody. Screen. That's can you repeat your question? <laughs> um, learning to live without. What do you think that means to finance, financial literacy? What are we talking about when we say learning to live without? Ralph? Like, learning. Ralph? Oh, I'm sorry. Huh? So, um, what I think learning to live without with or financial literacy means is not to buy into your urges for spending. Like learning to live without a material object. Exactly. Well said. Well, very well said, young man. Understanding your your wants versus your needs. And now we all have wants. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I don't buy, I, I don't, I don't adhere to my wants and I don't get things that I want that I don't really need, of course, but it's how to do it and how to manage and how best to execute it and understanding like, like, for example, you know, becoming a landlord, letting your tenants pay for your car, letting your tenants pay, help pay your mortgage, you know, certain things like that is what we want to teach you. And so you understand with like with every purchase I make, I'm always going through my head. Is this a want versus I need, do I really need it? Do I really want it? How can I do better? Like, for example, Unfortunately, I have a, well, fortunately, I have a logistics business and I had my laptop with me last week and I brought it to the airport to do some shipments and it got stolen, long story short. So I need to replace it. And I was like, I've had an iPad Pro for the last four years. And I really had to sit down and ask myself, what do I really need the iPad Pro for? I'm paying, you know, $1,600 for this computer, but what am I really doing other than spreadsheets and internet? So I'm like, considering myself like it's best that I downsize, maybe get something that is practical because I have a home PC, which I'm talking from. That's why it took me a while to set up because I usually work for my iPad. I have a home PC and I have a PC at work. So really it's going to be used for travel. So I had to really ask myself, let's size what I really need this for, when I'm going to use it and how much money do I really need to invest on a, on a laptop. And that's really understanding once again, wants versus needs. I could easily just replace it with something I already have. But at this point, is it really practical? Does it really make economic sense to spend that kind of money when I'm not really going to be using it much other than when I travel, right? So those are the things you have to, that you're going to be thinking of. And it leads into the next one, which is education. And what is education? Why education and financial literacy? So that way, like, it'll help us going towards, like, opening up bank accounts or, like, 401k and stuff. Good. I like where we're going. A wise man told me this year ago, years ago, a fool and his money shall soon part. Meaning if you don't learn certain basic principles, you don't understand the value of your education, know how to navigate your education and know that your education can help you achieve wealth, then your money will soon leave you. And that's where you hear a lot of people when you see like, how did this guy make like Mike Tyson made his career over a hundred million dollars and went broke, filed for bankruptcy. Now, I don't want to call Mike Tyson a fool because I'm, I, I'm in Brownsville all the time. He may be there and he may want to knock me out. But 
the this financial decisions that he were making were not the wisest decisions for him to lose 100 million. And you may ask yourself, that would never happen to me. It can. It could happen to me. It could happen to you if you're not being smart, you're not educating yourself on how to manage and grow your money. Nobody in a lifetime should have $100 million <clears throat> passed through your hands and have nothing to show for it. But these things happen. And tragically, it happens more and more in our communities because we're not trained and conditioned on how to manage and grow your money. And this is the point of this project. Like a lot of times in our community, there's, there's a lot of um, wealth building seminars and things like that. But it's always what I call reactive rather than proactive, meaning that there's a program out there for you if your credit sucks. There's a program out for you if you messed up. We want to get to young people at an early age because you haven't messed up. I don't care what you're going through finance. You have not messed up. At your age right now, you, ha- you may think you have, but you have not messed up. And you have time in which to grow and correct it. So we want to we make you guys the next Elon Musk, the next Bill Gates, the next Steve Jobs that are maximizing what they do well and getting the greatest return and understanding how to manage their money. The next 50 Cent, he's a great money manager. He said in an interview, you know, his, his, one of his child's mother did not understand his path and understand his, why, how he thinks finance-wise. And that's the reason that ended the relationship. He said, you know, so he's really, from what I've heard and people that I know that are one degree of separation from him, he's really good at managing money and understanding how to grow and how to keep his brand. And if you watch his career, he went from rapper to now he has a niche when it comes to, I call it black soap opera. <laughs> you know, that deals with, you know, stuff going up in certain communities. He's, he's the man of stars. He's the man of that. He's owning that field and he's knowing how to make contracts and maximizing his worth. Um, next one, attention to detail. What do you think that means? Repeat the question. Right. Okay. Attention to detail. What do you think that means? Uh, pay attention to what you're really doing. Yes. Go a little deeper with it. Being thorough in your work. Exactly. If you're not, if you're Being not observing. Good. All great answers. If you're not attentive to what you are doing, then you won't be able to be smart with money. Right. People are going to get at you. You have to, a guy, one, my boss one always said this to me again, you have to know your business. Nobody should know your business better than you. If you're relying on somebody to teach your business and you don't know your business well enough, you have to know and understand your, if you want to be a, a musician, you have to know the music business. If you want to be an athlete, you have to know the business of being an athlete. If you want to be a teacher, you have to know that nobody should know your business better than you. If you're looking for people to teach you and hold your hands through your business, then you're in the wrong business and you're going to be taken advantage of. And it's, and it's managing those details, knowing specifics of your business, knowing what makes your business move forward, what makes it go backwards, knowing where the opportunities are, really understanding your business. Make sense? sense. Anybody have any questions so far? No. No. Okay, so the young lady just said no. What's the last one on the list? You want me to read it off the thing? Yes, please. Mm -hmm. No shame in your game. What do you think that means? What do you think that means? Um, I think it means like, so like be confident with your decisions. Yep. I like where you're going with it. Keep going. Go a little deeper. Well, like trust in yourself and believe that you made the right decision with how you're managing your money. 
you're right. Trusting yourself is so important. So many of us, especially young people, we don't trust ourselves. We have the know-how, the knowledge. We don't believe in ourselves. So trusting yourself is very important. You know, just to go a little deeper with it, it also means like we as adults, I always say adults are dream killers. And if you listen, if you, if you, if you like understand, like you guys know what's trending, what's moving forward. My kids teach me so many things that I'm unaware of. So you shouldn't let adults stop you from pursuing what your dream is. Whatever you choose to do in life, you should pursue it, but just have a plan around it. Don't just do it with ad hoc and not understanding it. Have a plan, know the the pros and cons of what you're doing and whatever field you choose, trust me, this program, we can help you build a financial plan around that to obtain your success. And everybody's definition of success should be different. You know, this is not like a get rich program. It's not a program to teach you how to make a million dollars. It's really teaching you how to grow your brand, how to create wealth, how to manage it, and kind of live your best life. Making sense? John, we also got a couple of answers in the chat if you want to take a peek over there. Oh, go, ahead, go ahead, brother. You can read them out. Nice. So I see uh, for, the last, for the last question, we got a comment from Kai. And she's saying not to, be, not to be embarrassed to say or do something when it comes to your money. In Thanks. regards to the no shame in your game. And then when I see we got a Ronald Lewis, he said, be confident in uh, what you know. With, I mean, sorry, with what you know. Yes, exactly. And, you know, just to go a little further, we, don't let anybody fool you. You all have a special skill. There's something that you do better than 95% of people in this world. And that's what we just call. That's your skill. And most people don't realize their true skill until later on in life. But when you look at the Jay-Z's, the Beyonce's, you know, they are on their, they found their early skill that makes them different at a young age. So they are able to monetize that. In other words, make money off of that from a young age. But if you can, the earlier you find your special gift and you're able to monetize it, the faster you'll achieve wealth. Some people's special skill, they may not actually enjoy. You know, some people may be good at, I don't know, they may be good at making donuts, but they hate doing it. So that's where you have to ask yourself, the special skill that I have, do I actually enjoy it? And do I actually want to monetize it? So, you know, you have to dig within yourself and this is trusting yourself and say, what do I do better? Or ask your friends, what do I do really well? And people will tell you, and it's up to you to leverage and, and grow that. Like for myself, I think I'm able to like my podcast and creating this program, I think I'm good at teaching financial principles in terms that some people may find difficult to understand to make it an easy for people to digest and get and connect. I think that's one of my special skills. So I leverage that by creating this program, by creating a podcast, you know, by continuously teaching things that I think people may be intimidated by and making it easy for them to understand. Um, let's go to the next slide. So that's our program. Um, we're uh, gonna get to Sean, five can three. I jump in here real quick? Absolutely. I wanna know how many people, uh, it's their first time with, the, with us, with this class. Cause I see we have 25, people locked in how many if, if you're for it's their first time doing financially clean just put a yes in the in the text just put a yes in the text all right thank you mr 850 and remember y'all when mr 850 just asked if this is your first ever financially clean financial literacy session drop a yes in the chat and i gotta say mr 850 we're seeing a lot of yeses in here okay great great all right sean all right let's go to the next slide Okay, so we went through the principles, and I just want to add, you know, I would give up everything to have what you guys have, which is time. 
you know, your time is invaluable and it's how you make use of that time. As young people, like I said earlier, that's why I said, I don't care what your financial situation is right now. You have time in which to grow your base and obtain the things you want in life. So don't feel like because something is going on in your life right now, you can't achieve success because you can. I don't care where you are in high school. I don't care if you didn't pass a test. I don't care if your teacher's getting on you. I don't care if your parents are telling you can't do something. You have the time, the ability to, to do it. So I don't, and I want you to understand how valuable your time is, how important it is to make use of it. Because if you don't leverage your time right now, it's going to pass you very quickly. And you're going to look back and wish that you took advantage of your time. Because, you know, a little bit of myself, um, I have a shipping business, this Nicknack Direct. I'm a landlord. I have a few buildings that I own in, in New York and abroad. And, um, and what else about me? And, and, I, and I run a nonprofit, Financially Clean. And throughout my life, I've been able to meet a great amount of people. I've been worked with great people, done great things. But I would give it all up to have what you have. So you need to value that and understand how that knowing your time, knowing your worth, and that makes you make decisions like of who you keep around you, who you surround yourself with, what energy you get, what courses you take in school, continuing your school, where to work, how to leverage your relationship at work, how to speak to your boss and grow within your job. Every time you go to work and you don't take advantage of the opportunity at work, I don't care where you're working from, working, you know, volunteer work to working at a daycare to working you know with at summer camps to working at mcdonald's and burger king there's opportunities within that workspace that you could take advantage of to maximize your time there and this is all leading into creating that wealth mindset of understanding the value of your time and how important it is to leverage and make good use of it and i'm not telling you not to have fun along the way too life is short you know please have fun as well, but know the value of your time. Has it been hard? I'm not understanding the question. No, when you were saying when you were when you were saying about um how you were a landlord and you did other things, I was saying like, has it been hard trying to do that and like keep up? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Like, let me give you a, a true life example. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to buy a mixed-use building right now. It's two apartments and a storefront because I'm going to move my business into that storefront. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's buying real estate in New York, especially commercial. It's really about being patient and being focused. Um, and I just had friends that I think that around me, one or two that I just feel like I was getting drawn into too much of their personal life and they're not making certain decisions for themselves to better themselves. But I've become that person that they're just throwing their problems on but not trying to fix them themselves if you understand what i'm saying but i had so i had to make that conscious decision to say i can't move forward anymore with you until you want to help yourself because and in my personal life i need to focus on acquiring what i need to acquire now what i'm getting involved in because if i spend put too much energy over there with someone that's not trying to better and help themselves just looking for advice or recommendation or a shoulder to cry but not looking to make a a change i'm going to get pulled into it i can't put the energy where i need to put it and, and you these can't are things help about, someone. You can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. Yeah, it starts with you. It starts with you. You can get advice from a hundred different people. It starts with you. It's you making that conscious decision. You know, I've had people like, "I need to buy a house. Can you help me?" Sure, but it starts with you. 
You have to look for the listings. You have to help find the place. Then I can help you through and tell you what you need to do. But I'm not going online finding properties for you. I'm not going online telling you what to do. You have to want it more than I want it for you. And if you're not willing to make that commitment to yourself, how do you expect me to make that commitment to you? And Sean, let me add that and for many of you, you know, you look at how certain people acquire things, whether it's a business or a house, and you say, oh, you know, they, they had it really hard. Well, listen, if you are in a space that you enjoy being in, then, you know, you'll push through these trials because they're temporary. Every time you turn around, there's something new. Sometimes the stuff that happens that's great, and sometimes the stuff that happens that's not so great. Case in point, I added new laundry machines because I got tired of um, the company that I was leasing them from were charging me over exuberant fees, and I spent a lot of money on them. Now I find one of my machine doors cracked open, and it's going to cost me close to $500 to fix it, which I, you know, I found it to be really crazy price. But here's one of the issues you contend with. And, you know, it's just the way life is when you have a business. You're going to have good days and not so good days. Am I going to quit the business because of that? No, because I got a lot of things I got planned when the weather breaks, when everyone comes back out, that this is going to feel like nothing almost once everything starts flowing for me. I have a plan. Nietzsche of you should have a plan. That's part of the class. And that's what we're going to go through along with your mindset and time. Yeah, Sean. So, yes, what I was saying to you, even just to add to what you're, to what you're saying, to what you're saying is that, you know, you have to be responsible for your actions and you can ask people along the way to assist you. And, you know, in, in my life, the worst you can tell me is, oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> and, you know, luck is a word that I believe is like, is about preparation and about making sure when the opportunity is there, you strike it. Because if you, you know, I, I don't want to sound like a, I want to sound taboo, but America gives you the opportunity to succeed in life. If you allow yourself to succeed and you're focused, you're able to make really sometimes tough decisions. But you can do it. I don't care what your situation is right now. You can achieve everything you want, you know, as long as you, you stay focused. And this program that you guys are in, oh, man, if it was around when I was your age, I would have been, if I had the Ramones and Nigels, the Trays, the Rachels in my life at your age, there's no stopping where I, where I, would, where I would be. So you guys are in a, in a great position to succeed. Because I can tell you genuinely, and I'm not trying to sell them. Listen, they put a lot of hours in and they tell me what I need to step up. They're like, Sean, you need to be focused. You need to be looking in the camera. You need to get your things straight. You need to adjust this. We need questions. Where are they, Sean? They're really about you guys succeeding. Okay. They are really about you guys succeeding. Um, so you guys need to, you're in a great position to succeed. And there's, there's so many things you can ask them and guide them and they'll mentor you through. So take advantage of people like that in your life. I didn't have a lot of these mentors growing up. So you guys are in a position to succeed already just by being part of this program. Um, let's go to the next slide. Ramon, you're laughing. You're the one that told me about the camera, right? It's you? It's you? Yeah, and then also, too, I'm, I'm in person with five kids. And so I just looked over and I said, cherish me. That's <laughs> right, <as> <laughs> Absolutely. And I can tell you, we've been working on this program for maybe six, seven months. And we made weekly meetings. Everybody in this chat was at every meeting. I can honestly say, I, I don't remember us, anybody really missing these meetings to make sure this program is there for you guys. Um, next thing. 
Who's in the Zoom? This is about getting you guys to participate. So we need you to put in the chat your name and your school. And then quickly, what are you hoping to learn? Let's start with that. Put your name, I'm gonna give you a couple minutes, put your name and your school. What are you hoping to learn? And we're gonna randomly pick some of you guys out and we'll talk about it. Don't worry about the four, five, and six questions. We're not there yet. Brooklyn Frontiers, Research and Service High School, welcome. Angela Perez, Brooklyn Frontiers, welcome. Angie, Lahora, welcome. Hayden, welcome. Sahab, Sabib, welcome. David, welcome. Oliver, welcome. Jonathan, welcome. Alexander, welcome. Kai, welcome. Jada, welcome. Jonathan, welcome. Carmela, welcome. James, Joseph, Damien, all welcome. Okay, Did we get everybody. Daniel, welcome. Angie, welcome. Go, oh, Angie. Be a good saver. Okay, Angie. What are your biggest financial? What are What are you hoping to learn? To be a Let me hear what you guys are saying. To be a saver and how to make money. Financial literacy and economics. I like being able to get financial advice. Anybody else? Yeah, Angie, go ahead and meet yourself. We I want to learn love how to, you to share on mic instead of buying everything Definitely. else. Well, you're, you're, what you're looking to learn, you've come to the right place. Wow, this is great. Hello? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I want to learn how to make money. And I also want to learn how to save because, you know, with, th with how things are these days and, you know, it's good to save, to learn how to save, to find different ways to save and make money, especially, like, at our age. Like, it's good to start saving now. Let's say in the future, I want to get an apartment or something like I want to be financially stable. I don't want to just make moves. And then once I make moves, like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I agree. You know. Well, Angie, you know, the greatest thing you can do for yourself is learn to put your money to work for you. So it works while you're sleeping. And this class is going to show you options for doing just that, habits to develop to get that, to get there as soon as possible or much sooner than the average person. And those are the skills that will put you in a position to do what you want and be, um, be a life, be a life raft for your family when things don't go right. You know, when you're able to be wise with your money and spend it in an intelligent way then you will be someone who your family unexpectedly, because they may not look to you. They may not say, see you as someone like that, because you're not out there putting it out there like that. But when things happen, that's when you surprise them. You know, they need something, boom, you give it to them, you know, and you're there for them. So that is a great idea. It is something to shoot for. Absolutely. 
And it's really understanding your brand. And we're going to talk about it again. And what I said earlier about understanding what you do well, how to leverage that and understanding, you know, the industry that you want to get in the business behind. A lot of people say, well, I want to achieve wealth, but then they want to do volunteer work. Well, there may not be that may not write the path. And that's not a wrong path because a lot of people more want to be, you know, as far as like maybe have a social impact and really not concerned about, you know, driven by money. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but it's just a matter of, okay, if you're going to, if you're going to choose that path, let's understand there are trade-offs to it. (laughs) You know, there are trade-offs to that. And, you know, you got to figure out what defines my happiness. What is going to make you happy? What do I need to do to reach my life goals? Um, So those are things to consider. Um, Let me read a couple other ones. I'm from South Brooklyn Community High School. I really would like to know how to handle my money the right way and be financially stable. Well, I'm glad you say that because there's an art to making money. There's an art to creating wealth. And these, this program is about teaching you that, teaching those key principles. So, and the people that have taken this program before, I'm telling you it's life-changing in the sense that they're, every time they think of purchases, every time they think of putting things on their credit card, they're thinking about this program. Um, and I, I think... After teaching this program, if you run into credit problems, if you run into bad debt, it's not going to catch you by surprise. You're going to know what you're doing. You're going to see that you had to pay the price for that. And most people don't run into those problems. And that's the problem that I, that's the thing that why I created this program as well, because a lot of people that ran into bad financial difficulties didn't even know they were doing those wrong, bad habits. And it's sad what's happening in our community, because a lot of times people, nobody, a lot of people, their, their intentions are not to file bankruptcy. Their intentions are not to max out their credit cards, but they don't have financial understanding and principles of wants versus need and how to leverage credit, understanding good debt and bad debt. And they find themselves in these predicaments. Uh, Let's go to number of question four or five. What are your biggest financial concerns and how do you feel about the current environment as it relates to your future? Can everybody start answering that? You guys can speak either write it. If you guys are not comfortable speaking, we have one hand. Okay. Uh, Hayden Pearson, you have your hand up. You can go ahead and unmute yourself. Hayden? Yes. Hmm? What are your biggest financial concerns, Hayden? Um, I guess my my biggest financial concerns is like knowing how much I need to save because there's a lot of things um, I've personally i've gone like over the course of the quarantine uh, my need for things have gone downhill as of late and have only needed like the most i've needed is like like food or like small things but lately when i've been getting my allowances there's been nothing for me to buy and i've been finding it hard to um hard to do stuff with the money that i have that's a good problem <laughs> yeah. in a sense. so you've been saving then yeah, but I don't know like where to put my money as to like um that way I can earn more money. Like especially at the especially at the age that I'm at now. And I want to find like ways to earn more money while at the same time saving. Understood. So we're gonna help you you're gonna teach you about different types of investment vehicles, different ways in which you can save your money and grow interest and those kind of things. So that's a good question, but you have a good problem. And we're gonna help drive that. And you know, I'll tell you this. Your number one investment, your best investment should be in yourself. And, you know, it means finding things to invest in. I know you, a lot of young people are always like, I want a number of questions get from people about what's up with crypto? What's up with NFTs? You know, those are great passive investment opportunities, I believe. But I think the number one thing you should be looking to invest in is in yourself, where you can get the greatest return is in yourself. 
Um, who says, my biggest concern is the amount of money I have touched without even realizing I didn't save it. Kai, please explain that to me. Kai? I feel, like I, know what she, I feel like I know what she's saying. I feel like she's trying to say that. Right. We're talking. Wait. Oh, she, she muted herself. Um, what I mean by that is like, 2021, I touched so much money. Like I had so much money, and I didn't realize it until after like the year was over. And I was like, I could have saved all of that money, but I just ran through it like it was nothing, just spending on everything that I wanted. So you weren't separating your wants versus your needs. You weren't understanding the big picture. Yeah, basically of your growth. You weren't understanding your potential. This is good. So, but the first thing is like you know they always say, in order to solve a problem, you have to acknowledge that you have a problem. And I'm sure you meet a lot of people that are always in defense and don't believe they have a problem or not keeping it real with themselves. So you keep an understanding like, hey, I touched a lot of money this year and I didn't do right by all of it. How do I get better at that? I think that's the first step that you did in the right way, in the right direction. So we're going to talk through it and. Like I said, I think wants and versus needs will be really helpful to you and make you bring clarity as to the direction you need to go in. Um, Ralph, let's go with what your point is. Building up credit at a slow pace is my financial concern. My environment relates to my future. It could be the down payment for real estate could inflate a bit more as time goes on. Kind of give me in a nutshell, Ralph, what you mean by that? So it was a typo, okay. but what I meant for is that my environment, since when I live in Brooklyn, New York, I was thinking of like the prices, not the down payment, but the prices of self of buying an old building and trying to flip it may inflate as in like gain more price. I mean, gain as a higher price as times goes on if I don't buy a house now. You know, when I first started looking at real estate in Brooklyn, I predominantly own in Brooklyn. You know, I had some of those same fears, but I'll, I'll tell you this: it's all relative. You know, it's all relative. Um, you just got to get in the game. That's what I tell everybody, you know, and you know, you're from Brooklyn. You have a right to own a piece of Brooklyn. A lot of people outside our community, our community be like, Oh, Brooklyn's too expensive. Look in this area, look in that area. But then you take yourself out of a really robust market. And I don't know how old you are, but I don't know if you've been around long to see like how much Brooklyn has gentrified within the last 10 years. So if they're coming in and buying up in, re in real estate here. Why can't you have those same opportunities? You know, why can't you be part of the great real estate of Brooklyn? These buildings may look old and shabby, but they're worth millions of dollars. And I always, I don't like when people always tell us to buy outside of our community. Then you see other people coming buying into our community. You're born and bred or you live in Brooklyn, you have the right to own a piece of Brooklyn. And there's a path to success. Like a friend of mine, she's looking to buy a place. And she was just like, I can't afford Brooklyn. And we found like one, two bedroom con condos in Mill Basin for like under 300,000. I don't even know if you know how great a number. That's, that's a great number, you know, and it's quiet condo area. So you can still start owning a piece of Brooklyn, which is fairly affordable. You know, there's opportunities here and opportunities everywhere, but you just got to be able to humble yourself and understand too. You know, as young people, you guys think everything has to come instantly. It's slow, steady growth pace, but enjoying yourself along the way. Yes, Mr. 850. China. I want to add that many of the students, they do see these astronomical numbers. And for the most part, they take themselves out of the loop. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. There are programs out here that are for first time home buyers, there's still the Michelama programs that are here. And 
if you started at, at the age you are by applying now, don't wait till you finish college. Don't wait. If you're over 18, apply. Apply with numbers, even if the numbers are just, you know, zero. But sit down with someone and figure out how to fill out the application, put it in. It may take a couple of years for them to even call you. But if they should, you'll be able to get a subsidized co-op or, you know, condo to uh, start your real estate career with. All right. I have a friend who, who, who filled it out at 21. And he didn't get called to, he was in his 30s and married with two kids. And, and he was getting evicted. So he finally got the place. He lived there for seven years. The building went private. And then he ended up selling a $75,000 apartment for over $1.3 million. So there's ways for you to get in the game. Um, don't let the way the system looks, because it, it, it does look a little expensive, but there are ways. And trust me, other people are doing what I'm saying. So while you're young, examine more places that you might not even consider. So yeah, it, it, as your future, you got a great future. Each of you have a great future with, with, with the little bit of knowledge we're gonna give you and, and the gobs of knowledge you're gonna learn to get on your own. There's nothing that really stands in your way, but you. Exactly. So I just want a yes or no, everybody respond. I'm curious to know, are you hopeful about your future? Just yes or no's. You don't have to get into elaborate it. You just can put a yes or no. Great, yes, yes. There's 27 people in this chat, right? Oh, 30 people, so we at least let, yes. Oh, that's great. And I hope you guys are being honest about it. Look, wait, wait, no. It's a bit off. Yes, yes. Yes, and sometimes. Yeah, I'm very hopeful about my future. Great. Yes. Yes. Well, that is the first step. Because you as as what was the question? Ed? Hopeful about your future. Yes. Yeah, that's the first step. If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe that you have a bright future ahead of you, nobody else is going to, and you're gonna it makes that struggle that much harder. So knowing already that you're hopeful about your future, it makes our job even easier. So I'm so happy to see that you guys are hopeful about your future. Because that's a very important question. Uh, next slide, Nigel, please. Okay, so I just want to give you a quick rundown of where we are. Everybody's talking about, you know, COVID has been a top topic for the last two years. And a lot of you guys now, I mean, it's been a part of your teenage or early life. Go back. So I just want to give you like a little perspective of it from a financial position and from like financial literacy standpoint. Okay. So what happened business-wise when COVID hit the market beat was extremely volatile, meaning the Dow Jones, this is what measures like wealth in America and so forth dropped because people were, were scared. We're nervous. This new virus, what is it going to do to the economy? How is it going to affect us? Um, so the government said, you know, we're going to, put some money into the economy by giving us checks, by giving us rebates, this and that, by giving us low interest rate loans to kind of spur the economy on to keep it going so things don't fall short, so we don't get into what we would call a major depression. And I would say it worked. Um, they gave $2.2 trillion and to support, um, to help families and businesses stay afloat during the pandemic. 
Um, and then that led us to, we finally figured out the first vaccine came out in December, 2020, which then caused the numbers to start to decline. We were starting to manage this virus. As you can see out in New York and other places, people were getting more confident, people were going out, shopping, spending money. In order to make an economy grow and to make an, to you to grow is like, the economy has to keep stimulating. People have to go out and shop. People have to go out and buy, go out to restaurants, do certain things. And we have to stimulate the economy. And the government helps do that by putting money into the environment. And then when the vaccine came out, it was like, okay, people got a self of, self of confidence and saying that, hey, we can kind of go back to the way things were, right? And we are having confidence that this vaccine is gonna kind of level out the number of people catching COVID. And once again, the government still gave out $900 billion in relief in December as well. In February, 2021, people extended unemployment. And this is once again, leading and giving out stimulus payments. And this is really to build really, once again, to keep the economy going, to keep jobs going, to keep people employed. The government said, we can either let everybody lay themselves off and have to pay them or pay companies to keep them working, to keep, to keep the economy going. Fast forward to November of 2021, when things were getting smooth, a new strand of the virus came out, Omicron. Um, that put everybody back, it brought everybody, consumer confidence and everybody feeling that they need to hide again from the virus. I myself caught COVID during, caught Omicron and feeling like there's not much we can do in the economy. People started having concerns about the economy. And then also we found out, you know, by injecting all this money into the economy and it's like supply and demand. I'm not sure how much you understand. And somebody says they want to learn about economics this is a little economics 101. Too much of anything can drive up prices. So even though you're putting money out there, so if there is like, let me give you a simple example. If you have a factory that makes iPad, I, I, ear pads, I, what are these called again now? These are my iPads. What are they? The, I, the ear pieces in my ear is the ear pad. What do you call them again? AirPods. <laughs> AirPods. 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 I, I don't want to cut you off, but I also wanted to add that again with the giving a lot of money. Also, they were giving people $100 to get back. To get vaccinated, absolutely, because that was really, they realized that the more people vaccinated, the less chances, the less likelihood that the virus is going to spread. So that was to get, incent people to get vaccinated so we can control the virus. And I know some of you guys may have your views about being vaccinated, unvaccinated. I don't really want to have that conversation. You know, it's, it's your choice, but I'm just trying to give you the economics behind everything. So like, for example, getting back to my... Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. 
With resorts worldwide, from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax with their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs. You can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Ear, what do they call ear pads? Ear pods? Ear pods. Ear pods. pods. Getting back to my ear pods and about the flow. So if there's a factory that made ear pods, and let's just say it made only 100 ear pods, and there was only $100 out there to buy ear pods, then basically we could sell the ear pods for $100, correct? I don't know if that makes sense. But let's just say now that there was an injection of a million dollars to buy ear pods, and there's 100 ear pods out there being built, being made. It's going to drive up the price of those ear pods because there's more money out there. And that's kind of what happened with inflation. There's been a huge set of money out there because money has become like given to everybody with the hundred dollars for vaccine, the unemployment benefits, the stimulus benefits, and there's still only a limited amount of of supply that's out there. There's still a limited amount of ear pods that are being made, a limited amount of cars. So that's what's driving up the price. Everybody is vying for the same thing with the limited supply, and that's what's causing what everybody's worried about right now, which is this uninflation, this inflationary period that's happening. So it's kind of like a catch twenty two with the government saying like, okay, we're going to help everybody through, but now we may be paying the price because now everything is becoming more expensive. And fast forward to now, people are learning and adjusting. Right now, the numbers now are, are constantly dropping with a uh, number of cases through COVID because of Omicron is finally like beginning to taper down. So now we're getting a phase, okay, now how are we adjusting? How am I pivoting as a businessman? How are you pivoting as a student? Now are you going to be going more to in class because they're more effective? Are you going to be doing things that are, you know, non-COVID related, COVID related? If you look at even the business of getting tested, it's not so busy anymore. There's not so many people lined up. There's, you know, things are kind of simmering down. Hopefully we don't get another strand or virus that will cause things to drive back up again. So this is where we are. This is the environment that we are in today. And how do you navigate in this environment? How do you succeed in this environment? And I'm not a fan of just waiting for things to get better because waiting gets back to what I said earlier about time. You need to adjust in all market conditions and figure out what your best move is. What is your best move to survive and navigate in a current environment? Those that sit there and wait for things to happen are just going to become waiters, no pun intended. But you need to then figure out what is my aggressive move? Where do I need to position myself in order to succeed in this current environment? And, you know, I always say in a down market, which we were in for a while, this is where the Elon Musk, the Steve Jobs, the P. Diddy, the 50, they make money now during a down market. They're setting the foundation. They're looking for the opportunities. And when the market catches itself again, turns around, is when you see them coming out to light. But this is a time where you really start figuring out what your move is. Am I making sense? Can I get a few yeses or a few no's? Part of the thing I need to work on is that I need to make sure that you guys are connecting with me. So it's important that let me know if you're connected. If you're not connecting, let me know. I can, I can rephrase it. I can do it again. We're good. Any questions? It seems like you're getting a lot of yeses in the chat. That's good. Make sure you put that in my evaluation, Nigel. Okay. And a lot of yeses. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay so there's a never a bad time to invest in yourself and obtain wealth don't be one of those people that's saying hey 
I'm going to wait till things get better. Hey, I'm not going to buy real estate right now because everybody's telling me it's too expensive. When I first looked at my first property, I didn't know. I can't even imagine how do people like brownstones were about $400,000 where I live in Clinton Hill and you needed basically 10% down, which is $40,000. I couldn't even understand how people had that kind of money. I come from, you know, government housing, single mother. And it just, I couldn't even add those numbers in my head to know how people get there, but I was determined to figure it out. And, you know, we will talk about in this program through 401ks, who Jeff's like just said through different programs, their opportunity. And I just didn't even understand how it was possible, but it is. Um, let's go to the next slide. Nigel, are you there? Okay. Can somebody read out this definition up top, please? Kai, I see you there. You're in the, you're on my screen. I see your picture. You're black mask, red hair. Very nice. Damn. I can't see like half of it because yo, um, the camera is blocking it. Camera is blocking. Is that on my end or is that Nigel's end? I did. Okay. I had to move it. Financial literacy is the possession of the set of skills and knowledge that allows an individual to make informed and effective decisions with all of their financial resources the resources the goal is to ensure that you change and change the way you think about money by allowing money to assist you in achieving your life goals and choosing the way you choose to live you agree with that kai um yeah because it starts with you it doesn't Absolutely. like nobody else can, you know, determine what you do with your money. It starts with how you want to handle your money. If you decide you want to save your money, then you're going to make the decision to save your money. Yeah, money is a means to an end at the end of the day. You know, you can have a million dollars in the bank. If you're not using it actively, it's just going to be a million dollars in the bank. You know, the reason why I have the pictures below, you know, the guy to the, beside the president, former president Barack Obama is myself. And um, I set goals for myself as far as not just monetary goals, goals of like the things that I want to achieve in life and what I want to do. And then I let money and planning help me get there to create the life that I want for myself. So these collabs of pictures are the kind of the life that I wanted, want, for, want and continue for myself. Like, for example, meeting my kids and I, meeting the president was very important to me. You know, I just really felt it was important and I, and I worked towards doing that. You know, starting a podcast, Two Black Guys with Good Credit, is about teaching financial literacy. I felt like, you know, I know a lot. I, I'm trying to teach my kids that, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm also a man that's very, believes in his community and believes in the people and, and understands where I came from. So it was about spreading it, not just to my, my inner circle, but teaching, you know, young people like yourself, things that I know that I wasn't taught at an early age. Um, and then it's about, you know, vacationing with my kids. I was into real, I'm into real estate. And, you know, the yoga is about a wealth, health and wealth. I also believe in, you know, taking care of myself physically. I don't want to be, you know, sick and not able to enjoy certain things in life. So being healthy, eating right, doing the right things and enjoying myself and being involved with my family and my children and giving back to the community is all why I do what I do. So that's where my wealth is. Um, so I want you to sit down and write down your life goals um, if you want to put it in the chat, great. If you don't want to put it in the chat, that's fine as well. And then hopefully a few will be able to speak about it and we can kind of make sense of it and how we can start building a plan around it. So I'll give you guys another two minutes to, to figure that out and write it down and we'll, we'll 
We'll start again. It's 457. So 501. Does that make sense? Take a little four minutes. I can, I can play some music in the background. Yes, let's get some music. All right. Give me one moment. So four minutes and we'll we'll reconvene. All right. So everybody just look, look at the prompt one more time. I'm gonna stop sharing my screen for a moment. So that you can answer in the chat. All right, give me one moment.
probably want to give it like 30 more seconds. I think we're all set now. The music's paused. All right, we have a lot of responses in the chat as well. No, Mr. If you want to take us through them, you can. I'll, 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 you can take us through them. We'll start going through them. Try to get to as many as we can. Um, I'll start then. I think the first one started uh, to be wealthy before my daughter starts college. Well, I like that, you know, you're driven by your, your, your children, because I think, you know, we should all be planning and thinking about the next generation. Like I always say, you know, measurement of success is that your kids should succeed you. That's a good measure of success. Like you, you should give your kids the tools and necessary things that they should outdo you. And once you create that wealth, your daughter will see what you're doing and she'll hopefully try to eliminate her, um, illuminate her mother and grow beyond that. Um, I think that's a great goal. And I think financial literacy, Jeff, you're on mute. We can't hear you. Jeff, you're on mute. What, what I wanted to share was once you have the right work ethic, your kids will look at that in most cases, not in all, but in most cases, they'll follow it. So if you have the right work ethic, when your daughter gets ready to go to college, um, hopefully you'll be able to hack the college cost through uh, work programs through um, looking at maybe going to a two-year college before you go to a four-year college and, and trying not to spend as much in the beginning. So if you need to spend a lot, you save it for maybe a master's program or a doctorate program in those terms. So yeah, being wealthy for your, before your daughter goes to college, you may, not, you, may, you may be able to hack college even if you're not wealthy. 
So don't let you know wealth get in the way of you sending your daughter or yourself to college if that's what they want. There's always a way. You just have to get the knowledge in order to do it. I remember with my mother, my mother never really followed credit, knew anything about credit scores or anything like that. But what she did is always pay her bills on time. I never seen her. She didn't pay the maximum. She probably paid minimums. But I watched her practices as far as paying her bills on time that, that res- resonated with me to the fact that I was able to see that and then leverage it to a higher level where me managing paying my bills on time has allowed me to buy and acquire real estate. So like, you know, just to echo what Mr. 850 was saying, you know, if you lead by example, your kids will see what you're doing and, and tend to follow. But having that set mindset where I want to achieve wealth before my daughter starts college, I want to set the path for her straight is a great goal in and of itself. And we're going to help you get there. Um, let's go to the next one. David, I want to grow my family business in US, USA, my country, but I don't know what I need to be successful in that. What country are you, is your, are you from, David? Just a question. What is your, David, are you there? You want to unmute yourself, David? I'm from El Salvador. El Salvador. Well, great, wonderful. So I think, you see, you're talking about next generation wealth. You know, your family has laid down a family business. And like, even when you're educating yourself, you should be taking courses. If you want to grow your family business, you need to take courses that are going to help grow your family business. Maybe, you know, accounting courses, maybe macroeconomics, maybe business entrepreneur, because even with myself, with my business, I'm hoping my kids have my, I would love my sons to have to say the same thing that you're saying right now and really figure out how they can add value. I don't want my kids. Like I have to go to the airport, load up my van with cargo, unload it, offload it. Hence why I lost my laptop there. I hope they don't have to do that. I hope they learn how to make it technical, how to really build systems in places that can do that. I can only take this business so far. And you have to be thinking, David, okay, how can I take my family's business to the next level? What are the courses? What are the things I need to learn? If you're just going to go into your family business, just wanted to take it over and do business as usual, currently how they're doing, then that's not the plan. The plan should be, what do I need to do to take this business to the next level? Because I've been fortunate enough that I'm able to have a family business and able to leverage that business too. And now my job is to grow it. You know, I'm not, you know, a fan of the former president, Donald Trump, but, you know, to make an, to use him an example, because he just came in the top of my head, his father just owned real estate, owned real estate in Brooklyn, like small buildings and so forth. And he had that vision, that global vision, where, like he wants to build skyscrapers. He wants the Trump name to be everywhere. He wants to get part of Manhattan. So he had a vision where he's able to take his dad's business that he left, left for him and take it to a whole nother level. And if he can do it, there's my analogy, Trump. If Donald Trump can do it, everybody in this chat room can do it, okay? That's why I brought him into the conversation. Um, yes, but it's that vision of thinking you can do it. A goal, I have to save at least $2,000 in a year. Okay, Kai, that's a great goal. And now, uh, like you said earlier, you know that a lot of money passed through your hand in 2021, but you weren't making use of it. So we're going to get back to wants and needs and you really understanding that, like not to totally deprive yourself of everything in life, but just know there's some responsibility that needs to happen in order for you to grow and achieve the things that you want to achieve. My life goal is to be financially stable without having to rely on my parents or relatives and to be wealthy enough for the things I want and support my own. Excellent, Joseph. Um, You know, a lot of the kids and generations, they, they feel like their parents should always be 
something. Uh, they should all have a sort of dependency on their parents. And I always said, I learned a long time ago, you know, if the apple doesn't fall off the tree, it begins to rot. So there is a time where you have to let go and understand that you moving on and betting yourself is going to add to your family brand. It's going to add to your family wealth. You stay in your basement apartment till you're 40 or 50 is not going to help grow your family brand. So eventually you have to come off that tree or you'll begin to rot. So I think you already having that mindset of like, okay, I want to not rely totally on my parents. I want to create some independence and grow my own brand. You know, there's nothing better than having those family dinners when you're able to sit with your family and add value to the conversation of things you learn, experiences that you had, teaching your family certain things. And that's what you should strive for. Bringing, you know, I, I remember when I got my first um, bonus pay from when I worked on Wall Street at Chase Bank, I was so excited to go back to Barbados and like, my aunt would always complain about how she wants to fix this in the house. She needs to fix that. She needs to change the window. She needs to do that, do this and that. And I was finally in a position where I could do it. And I said, you know, Auntie Joyce, I have X amount of money. I want to help with the family property that we have. And you know what she said? No. <laughs> it was one of the most heartbreaking things that happened because she was just basically, I realized like she just wanted to monopolize these properties that my great grandmother had said for all of us and not really share the wealth and her feeling that I wanted to be part of it, giving in my little money would make her feel like she's giving up something to me. And I realized from that moment, and she said to me, clearly she said to me, you know, I don't mind you coming to Barbados and renting one of the apartments. And one of the apartments she's suggesting to rent to me, there's a true story, was infested with termites. It was right by the beach, it was horrible conditions. And she was like, you can rent this apartment from me but I don't want no money putting into this place. And it, it taught me a very important lesson. Like, you know, blood is one thing. Family is another thing. You gotta understand the difference between the two. And what it taught me was like, okay, I gotta do it on my own. You know, I can, I can argue, I can sit there and complain about it, but I have to make my own move. So I bought my own place in Barbados. I bought my own building, not where I wanted to be, but at least it was mine. And I converted that building now that has five apartments, a pool, and does exceptionally well. And the building that she has is still rotting away. But it was that hard decision of like, okay, I got to go left. My goal, my dream of helping my family and helping, the, helping her, I realized that was going to be a hard battle to fight and that I may not have achieved the success that I wanted to achieve. And I had to make that decision. I got to let it go. I got to pivot. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not saying it. You know, I would have still have liked to help my great grandmother. You know, she's, she's 90 something years old. So she's still holding on. Her mind is still strong. Everything's still strong. But, you know, I would still be waiting there on the sidelines had I not just made that decision. Okay, I may not get the, the, the area I want to be in and do the goal, but I'm still going to have something of my own. And that can pass on to my kids and nobody can tell me what to do with that. Um, where are you now? My life was on a name on it. My life goal is to make something of my name and pass it on. Wonderful, Jonathan. And, you know, you should take pride in that. You know, like, for example, with me, with the podcast and things that I do, you know, we're going to talk about that, like branding, attention to detail. Everything you say and do is a fingerprint nowadays. Nobody's going to be looking through photo albums to see who you are. They're going to Google you. They're going to, like, my dad passed away in 2015 and we look at YouTube videos and he was a musician to see him. So understand what you put out there in social media, what you put out there reflects who you are and I really take pride in what I put out there in social media 
Like, I mean, you can make your own decisions in life, but I try not to use any profanity. Do I curse every now and then offline, off record, of course, but and out there to the public eye, I want to be that with my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, Google my name. It's a reflection of who, how I want them to see me. And I think you have to live by those things. Go ahead, Mr. 850. Yeah, I see Damien had put be stable by the age 35. Yep, we're getting uh, be stable by the age 35. Okay, we're okay. I, I, think. I, I'm, I, I think when you when you say the word stable, I don't know how old you are now. Are you well, you're 18, 19, 20? I mean, um, uh, you could be stable before you're 35 easily. Just don't fall into the trap of society because society has all sorts of, we're gonna go over these traps that they have, but the main thing is that to be stable means that your thinking is, is pretty more, uh, pretty much uh, in par with your goals and you have a, a pretty determined um, part to push forward through things that come your way. And you know that you don't, you don't have to wait to 35 to have that. You can, you can be stable at 20, you can be stable at 25. If you have a strong work ethic, um, if you have a, a, a good idea on what to do and you can work two jobs while you're, if you're not married, no kids, the world is yours. And if you live at home, there's no reason for you not to be able to be stable and to leave home with 10, $20,000 in your pocket before, before you know it, you know? so. 35 is good, but I think by the time this class is over, you may want to change that number, you know, to uh, maybe somewhere in the 20s. Yeah, and you know, this is the time, like, to just say what Jeff was talking about, Mr. 50, is that this is a time to be aggressive, because this is a time where you have the least amount of responsibilities for the most part. So you want to be aggressive, you want to attack, you want to be in learning mode, you want to be out there gathering as much as you can information-wise. And a professor told me this once a long time ago, and I always took it to heart. You know, I don't really focus so much on the money. I focus on the opportunities. You know, I focus on who am I going to work with, who am I going to learn. And then the money seems to find you. It seems to work itself out. Once you focus on the opportunities and building the wealth, you'll see that the money will follow behind. Um, let's see what Ronald had to say. My life goal is to be more cautious with how I move with money. Try my best to not always spend thinking about finishing college and trade school and having an actual bank account with emergency money saved up in it. And this is all about being responsible, financially responsible, being an educated consumer. These are all buzzwords that Ronald, we're going to teach you along the way and understand like how those things are, can be very achievable and how they can be obtainable. Because, you know, I know so many people that have great ideas or great opportunity presents itself, but they don't put themselves in the position to take advantage of society because of bad habits, you know, where there's an opportunity to acquire a property, opportunity to invest in a business, opportunity to do certain things, but you're not in that position because you were not careful in the decisions that you were making earlier. And this is where you miss the opportunity. You have to really understand like that your future holds so many opportunities. We're all going to have an opportunity to do something tremendous. It's just making sure that you're in the right position at the time to do it. You're not involved in negative things. You're not involved in, not saying any of you are in gangs and drugs. You're not involved people pulling you down. You're not doing certain things that is gonna prevent the opportunity from coming your way. And that's, you know, the, the thing we call life is distractions. You allow distractions to stop you from achieving your life goals. 
And if you really cone in, like I said, I made that hard decision just last week to be like, I need to focus in. I got a lot of things going on right now. I got these classes coming up. I can't let the distractions stop me from what I needing to do. And I had to make that hard left of like, okay, I'm focused in. If I had distractions coming on right now, my phone would be buzzing every minute and you may not see me present. I need to be present when I'm with you guys. In order to be present, certain things have to be put to the side. And those are the simple decisions that you have to make in life. Oh, I love Sabbath. Live peacefully in a farm that I own, house with at least three rooms and a big kitchen. My friend has a beautiful farm uh, in Canada, actually. And he grew up like loving pets and loving animals. And, you know, his name is Max. And that, you know, I can't see Max as a Wall Street guy, a city guy. And when I go to his house and I go to his farm, I'm like, you have built the perfect life for yourself. I mean, and it can be done. I mean, he doesn't, he builds it. He has firewood as his heat. He has lamb, he has sheep, he has cows. And, you know, growing up knowing him, this is what he was about animals. He's surrounded by animals in a really what we would call a greenhouse <laughs> where everything he does and, and I always say, Max, you're one of the people I know that's living the life that you chose to live from the time we were little kids. So if your goal is to live peacefully on a farm, then learn the farming business, learn what your niche is. You know, the farming business is not an easy business, but you got to find out what you do well. And Max is like, he sells meat, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, as much as he loves animals, he has no problem slaughtering them. But when I was there one time, people are lined up around his farm looking to buy fresh meat from, from Max. So find out, you know, what your niche is in the farm business, what you like to do. Um, maybe volunteer at a farm. You know, I'm sure there's probably not too many farmers that wouldn't love some volunteer help to help them out to really understand. You got to know the business of farming. You really and Sean, to- let me interrupt real quick to um, do a time check, to do a time check to see where we are as far as um, how much more we want to finish up. Ten more minutes, actually. Time flies. Yeah, I think. Part. Yeah, sadly, we may have to move on a little bit to some of the other slides so we can touch on credit, but it's been amazing participation and, and conversation so far. It, it, it kind of almost hurts yeah. to have to move on. Well, we got to move on. Time is of the essence. Thank you. So let's go to the next slide. I'm sorry I didn't get through to everybody, but I just wanted to set the foundation. We got time. We're good. We can make up for this in other classes as well. We have, to add, we have to add a sixth class. You know, I'm always there to do that. Okay, next slide. Um. So I want to introduce credit briefly. Um, so credit is the ability to obtain goods or service before payment based on the trust that the payment will be made in the future. True or false? Who wants to take a stab at it? Okay. We have Ralph and David saying true in the chat. Why is it true, Ralph? We just want to say it's true because for credit, in the sense of like being not, it's kind of another synonym for saying as if like, I trust you that if I was to lend you an, um, a material, or such like if I'm trying to sell a card to you and you don't have the cash on you. But I see you do have a good credit score as in like you do pay your bills on time. Just as you gave an example of like your mom and then, you know, it does carry down to yourself. 
and I do see that your mom or yourself has like good credit, I will lend you the car for maybe. Uh, not even me. I would lend you the car. And you you will have to. I will have to see your um your credit score to see if it's good or not. So then, I can maybe give the option of like you can pay it back later. So I, I love what you're saying, and think how powerful that tool is. Okay, so like my mom used credit to obtain like household stuff, you know, furniture, you know, appliances, but. Think of it now as from a financial wealth building thing of growing yourself, growing your brand. Think if somebody can say, okay, I am going to give you, you know, let's go back to the AirPods example. I'm going to give you 100 AirPods on credit. And all I want in return is $10 an AirPod. And you got 30 days in which to give me back the money. How powerful is that? When you know you can sell these AirPods for $100 and if you sell 10 you already have his money put aside. And then the 90 that you sell from that point on is all your money. And how much of your money did you have to use? Nothing. And this is the important things of credit. It's really from a wealth perspective. It's using, using other people's money to make money. And that's why when you say you can grow, expect, accept, um, you can grow exponentially when you know the power of credit. Getting back to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a master of using credit. He's used credit so much and he's, he's, he's done not so good things with it that it's hard for him to get extended credit because he's, he's leveraged it to buy buildings, buy real estate. And unfortunately, he has a bad credit score, but he, he obtains credit different than how you and I would have to get it. But he understands how to leverage credit to grow his wealth. And I want you guys to understand, like this is what we're not taught in our community, that like credit can only be used to acquire wants not needs. You have to understand that credit can buy you real estate. Real estate can bring you in money. Credit can help supply goods for your business. You know, my, my, my son's mother, she started her hair salon and we leveraged a zero interest credit card for a year that she was able to start. And she never dreamed she could open her own salon, but she had excellent credit. So we were able to do that through credit and her business paid back all the loans within a year. Okay. But if she didn't have good credit, it wouldn't have been possible. So you really have to start looking at credit as a way in which you can grow yourself and obtain wealth. And this is the American way. This is the American way. You may read up about, you know, rappers, musicians that made, that got rich. Rich is a different word than wealth, but obtaining wealth and growing yourself is done through knowing how to leverage and grow credit. That's what you'll see. The riches of the rich still looking for investors, still obtaining credit, still getting them because they understand the important rule. Your money is your money. You keep it to yourself. You learn how to grow and leverage other people's money and how to leverage credit to obtain wealth. Um, so there's two types of credits can be in revolving or installment based. So revolving means it's like, it's an amount that's forever changing, like a credit card, depending on what your credit card balance is, depending on how much you owe. Installment means it's a set fixed amount kind of like a car note, car loan, where you have to pay a fixed amount every month. Um, like I just mentioned, Wealth Mindset is learning these tools, learning the difference between installment and revolving, how you can leverage those tools to grow your brand. I'm not going to teach you how to get credit to buy a car to drive around or how to get rims. I don't know if people buy rims anymore, but, you know, <laughs> but I'm going to teach you how to use credit to grow yourself, grow your brand and do better things for yourself. 
And how much can you borrow depends on your ability to pay back or we like to call your credit history. And let me tell you something, in this country, everybody will be approved for credit, but there's a cost, an engagement cost. The better your credit is, the less you're going to pay. The worse your credit is, the more you're going to pay. So understand that people with bad credit that don't are not responsible, you're doing yourself a disservice and injustice to yourself. It's almost like you're slapping yourself in the face every day and expecting not to get a bruise. Because you're paying more. And I know it's a common thing in our community. We hear it all the time. Oh, my credit sucks. Oh, I don't have good credit. Oh, and you think that it's okay. That's normal to be there because everybody else is in that boat. But this is where the people prey on our community because they like that we don't have good credit because they can charge us absorbent fees. Like those places where they, you see when you go in you know, lower income communities, we see you know, no credit, no problem. No, it's a big problem because they're going to charge you out your, your butt for that. You know, where you see no money down, zero thing. You're going to get poor quality things at a higher price. Go on Fifth Avenue, go in the rich neighborhood and see if you see no money down, zero credit, pay later. See if you see that in those communities. You don't. What you see, what you see in lower income communities because they prey on us. They charge us over exorbitant price and give us a lower quality product because we're not, in their eyes, not credit worthy or not credit responsible. Um, I'm going to leave you with a true or false. Paying with credit is like boring money. True or false? I like that you're all participating. Thank you. True. Akeem, why is it true? Akeem, tell me why is it true? Akeem, do you have a chance to unmute yourself? Oh, yes. Because when you're paying with credit, you're not paying with your own money. You're paying with, you know, usually money you borrow from a bank or something like that. Yes. It's like, well, it's, it's, it's boring, boring money with a, with a certain turnaround time in which to pay back, correct? Now, does everyone understand yeah, exactly. how, that, how that can be a good thing if used correctly? Does everybody get it? Okay, well, we have a couple minutes. I'm going to leave it here. I want to know if there's, I'm going to open up the floor to anybody if they have any questions. I know it was a lot. Was it, did you find it was digestible? Were we going too fast? Was everybody getting the information or the questions that they have? Please, let's just share for the next two minutes. Yeah, guys, feel free to un unmute yourself if you have any questions or if you have any. All right. If you like the program, you like today's class, you know, thumbs up would be appreciated. So we know if you didn't like it, you can give me a thumbs down and give me, I don't mind constructive criticism. I really don't. I'm, I'm receptive to it. Drop some, drop some love in the chat, y'all. If you, if you right. like today's drop. session, drop some love in the chat for Mr. Mr. Sean and Mr. 850. Yeah. And all of us. This the is whole a team. financially clean team. And good shepherd. Oh. <laughs> we appreciate it Sean. and uh yes and just the kudos uh on what miss naomi was saying i love the participation today y'all i know wow, I if you put a lesson everybody three, participated what yes. does that mean Ralph? what does lesson three mean is it a sign that i don't understand oh that's a heart that's a heart mr sean oh that's a heart see i'm out of touch yeah, that's a heart that's a heart brother <laughs> all good <laughs> i was kind of worried about it <laughs> yeah. oh man
not up to this. So that's a heart. That's a new heart now, right? That, that's a heart. I don't even see the heart in it. See, I'm, you I'm not. Look sideways. Look sideways. I'm so much not an artist. I'm such a numbers guy. I don't know. I, I don't see the heart. <laughs> you got to tilt to the right. Tilt your head to the right a little bit. Okay. I had you in a different mood. I love it. Thank you, Oliver. All right. Well, I, I don't want to put anybody on the spot. If you guys have any questions or anything, please reach out to people in Good Shepherd. They're really, really there to help you. You know, write down Naomi, Trey, Ramon, Rachel, Akeem, uh, you know, Nigel. You, they're really solid people. So if you have any questions, anything that you, you want to ask on the side, ask them. They can always relay it back to me so we can be prepared and make sure that we give you another amazing class next week. I had a great time and thank you guys for, for participating. Mr. 850, thank you, sir. No, truly, thank you guys. Yeah. Yes, thank you guys for letting me participate with you guys and share some, some of the advice and wisdom that I've been able to gather over the years. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the next class. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Are we going to recap on Wednesday, right, Nigel and Trey? I, I definitely want to recap. I want to go through today's class to see what. You know, yeah. Yeah, sure. Definitely. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was a great session today. Yes. Thank you. Enjoy the it was awesome. Thank you to all the interns for keeping the participation high. No, so good. I think this is a good fight. Mm -hmm. I think, Trey, this is what you were getting to. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.